This is Francesca Psychology. Welcome to my fifth episode on how to create report and belief systems. So this episode will be divided in two parts. And in the first part, we'll be talking about the nucleus of psychology. And this is your perception of reality and your mental map. I'm going to explain how it works later on. The second part is how to build report and how to influence people. So first, I'm going to give you a little bit of the theory behind report and why is it the most powerful tool we have when it comes to our our relationships to other people. And I'm going to give you some techniques that can be used to influence people and not only influence, but you can also, you, you can also use it to manipulate people, but I don't recommend that. So it's a very powerful technique. So let's go to the first part. And what I said to be the nucleus of the nucleus of psychology, which is our perception of reality. So our mind is like a map. What is a map? A map is a representation of reality. It's not reality itself. A map is a representation of a territory, not the territory itself, right? So you have, for instance, the map of London or the map of Berlin. It's not Berlin itself. And the map modifies and distorts reality, right? Because you cannot put exactly the way Berlin or London looks on that map. You have to distort it a little bit so it fits it all in the map. So this is also a metaphor for our way of thinking as well. We don't have direct access to reality. We don't see reality as it is. Instead, we have a mental map of it, which we use to navigate our reality. And our, ma- our mental map means our belief systems. So this contains all of our beliefs, all of our childhood traumas that influence the way we see reality right now. To get a better image, I'll give an example. For instance, the same event can cause completely different reactions in two people. I remember, for instance, I was at a restaurant with some friends and we were getting dinner. You know, it was really nice. We were talking, joking, and all of a sudden we hear a really, really loud sound. And I noticed my friend's reaction. One of my friends got scared and the other one got excited. So I was kind of confused and shocked at the same time. So I asked both of my friends, what did you think that sound was? The one who got scared said that someone dropped something on the floor or something broke, while the other one that got excited said that someone opened a bottle of champagne. So it's time to celebrate. Same reality, but two completely different interpretations of it. We don't perceive reality as it is. To give you another example, two people get fired from the job they are doing. One sees it as a big opportunity to go and start their own business and to get a job or go for the thing they always wanted, while the other one gets depressed and commits suicide because they think that they're a failure. 
you know, for, or your partner forgets to pick you up or comes late at the date. You know, one person thinks, oh, maybe they got in a car crash, so they're, you know, they're very concerned about their partner, while the other person is annoyed because they think that their partner doesn't care about them. So people have completely different interpretations of the same reality. But how does this help me? How does this help us? Why, the, why am I telling you all of these things? I, I'm telling you this because it increases your mental flexibility a lot to understand that we don't have access to reality. We just have access to our interpretation of it. So, for instance, if you think about, let's say, the sky or grass, what color is the, the grass? You know, so most people would say, oh, the grass is green, the sky is blue. So let's take grass, for instance. The grass is green. The grass is not green. The grass is every other color other than green. So if you know, like a little bit of physics, I think it's year 9, year 10 physics, you know that the grass absorbs every other color and reflects only green. So it doesn't absorb green. So that's what we see. But for instance, also, we see green in the presence of light. So when it's dark, it has no color. It is just the way our mind interprets that thing. It's the grass itself is not green. Or, you know, I was giving you this example in other episodes as well. Like a dog doesn't see the grass as green. It sees it as gray. And other animals don't see the grass as green. So every being has a different interpretation of the same reality, of the same thing. Let's say um, something that really fucked up my mind was, for instance, that sugar or any other food, it doesn't have it doesn't actually have any taste. You know, the moment that sugar arrives on our tongue, there is a chemical process that happens that makes us feel the taste. But this process happens inside our brain. So we feel the sweet taste of sugar in our brain only. The sugar doesn't actually have any taste. So we just see and perceive reality from our mental map, not how it actually is. The event itself has absolutely no influence on you. The way you interpret that event is what changes your life, though. And we can't change the event always, but we can always change how we interpret it. Sometimes... Your mental map is not productive, though, and it doesn't take you where you want to go. And many times we borrow these mental maps from our parents and from close people like friends, family. So, for instance, I remember, I remember my dad was giving me relationship advice. Like all my life, he likes to give advice, you know, um, and he always thinks that his reality is like the real thing. So my dad is giving me relationship advice, but his relationship is awful. Or my friend was giving me business advice, but he has never done business in his life. So, you know, it's like when you are young and you're trying to cheat on a test and you copy from the person next to you, but they are wrong as well. So we 
construct these mental maps ever since we are born from the people around us. But what we don't understand is that these mental maps can actually be completely wrong. People don't react based on reality, but based on their mental maps. And people think that their thoughts are right. But they were never right. It was just their subjective mental map. And someone else has a different mental map. When you taste a soup, someone feels like it is salty, while the other person perceives it as spicy. In reality, we only know what we are educated to know. So what if the people that educated you have an incorrect, incorrect mental map? An error that people make is judging things as being true or false. We say, oh, that's true or that's wrong. But the only thing that matters in reality is whether that information is useful or not. Because we can never know whether something is true or false 100%. But we can also always see, is it productive for me or is it not productive to have this belief or to have this interpretation of reality? So I was telling you my dad about my dad giving me relationship advice. One thing that I learned and I apply it all the time in my life is to only listen to people that, that get the results that I want. So for instance, I only go to courses and trainers that I know that they have a happy life. If I want to learn about happiness, I only learn it from people that I see and know that they are happy. I take relationship advice only from people that have happy relationships. Because so many people, so many of us give relationship advice, but we have fucked up relationships. Don't take advice from any of those people, not even yourself. So if you, have, if you had bad relationships in the past, it means that your mental map is wrong when it comes to relationships. So don't even listen to yourself. Only listen to the people that have results in the domain where you want to achieve your goals. For instance, I don't even care if the method is scientific or other people don't use it. I will try it out and if it works, I will do it. You know, for instance, um, back in the day I went to an NLP course and a lot of people were telling me, oh, no, don't go because this is not scientifically proven, etc. And I went anyways because I wanted to enlarge my mental map. I applied the things in the course and they worked. So I told those people, as long as I'm happy and these techniques work, I don't give a dip about whether they're scientifically approved or not. So what we have to do is to unlearn all the programs that are ineffective for us. And instead of feeling bad about the things that we could be feeling good about, we could have good sensations about things, but we have bad sensations about them. So let me show you what happens in our mind when an external event happens, like a sound, for instance. So we have first the external stimulus. Um, then you represent that thing in your mind. So this is a mental representation. So for instance, you see, you hear a sound, right? Or you see a dog. 
then you represent that dog or you see a person, right? You see me, you represent. It's like we do a copy or a photograph of, of the external stimulus in our mind. This can also be taught. So, excuse me for that. <laughs> so this can also be called a thought. And this creates emotions. But not the external stimulus creates emotions, but our mental representation. So that creates a thought and that creates an emotion. Emotions cause behaviors. So your behaviors are not caused by the emotional stimulus, by the stimulus, but your emotion interpretation. So I'll give you a, a little exercise. I want you to imagine right now a lemon. Close your eyes and imagine a yellow lemon that has just been cut in half and it's so yellow. It's so juicy. You can see the lemon drops just coming out of the lemon. Just imagine that for two seconds. Are you salivating? So I want to tell you, you did magic right now. Because if you're salivating, you didn't even have the lemon itself. So you didn't even have the external stimulus. You only had the mental image of the stimulus. You only had the mental representation of the lemon and it caused an effect on you. This is what happens all the time in our lives. Not the external stimulus, not the person that pissed you off at work actually caused that emotional reaction and that behavior. It was your interpretation of it. So only the mental representation that we obtain is important to cause a reaction. Only imagining something has an effect on us. So for instance, now imagine holding... So let's do a little exercise right now. Imagine that you're holding the same lemon that had an effect on you, but make it black and white. So make it black and white and also push. Imagine that you see it on a TV in front of you and that you are detached from the image. You see yourself holding the lemon black and white. Are you still salivating? We changed some things about the mental representation so it didn't make you salivate anymore. The same image that made you salivate before, the same stimulus, now doesn't make you salivate. <clears throat> Another thing that you can do is do it with an event in your life. So the way we see things in our mind causes emotional reactions. So, for instance, events that have a powerful impact on us, and this is from NLP, you can do more research on it, events that, ca that have very powerful, you know, um, a very powerful impact on you, we always see it in our mind as very bright, as very close to us. You know, if you close your eyes right now and you think about the moment in your life that was very strong, 
For instance, the moment you broke up with someone or the moment your child was born or anything very strong or a fight, anything, you'll see that you see it very close to you, very bright. The colors are very bright. But if you think about an event that was very insignificant, like what you had for dinner 14 days ago, you don't see it as close. You see it more far away. You know, the colors are faded. You can feel like you're kind of detached from that event. But this is a very powerful technique that you can use because you can actually influence these representations. So, <clears throat> for instance, let's do a little exercise. Think about a sad event in your life. Like anything from a scale from 1 to 10, I want it to be around 5 as the emotional intensity. So not too intense, but also not intense at all. So think about an event that where you got sad or angry or you had like a negative feeling. So close your eyes and imagine that event. So notice, you know, what you were feeling back then. What were the emotions? From a scale from 1 to 10, how powerful and intense was the feeling? And just notice. Now I want you to imagine that you see this exact event on a TV screen, black and white, in front of you. Like you're watching a cinema movie. So just imagine that you are watching this event in front of you right now. And make the colors really, really dark and push it far away. Now notice inside of you, how do you feel from a scale from 1 to 10? How much impact does it have on you now? So before it was maybe a 5 or a 6, how much is it now? Did it decrease? You can do this exercise, this technique, with any negative event that happens in your life. And if you have a, a happy event in your life, you can also do this by increasing the lights, by bringing it closer to you. For instance, you know, you got a gift or you spend some quality time with someone. A positive event in your life. Make the colors bright. Make them very colorful. Bring it very close to you. So... At this point, I want to know if it is clear that our emotions are given by the representation of the event and not the event itself. Now let's move on to the second part, which is very, really, very related to the first part we were talking about, and you'll see how. And let's talk about report. So what does report mean? Report means respecting your mental map, respecting the way you think. Think about, if you think about a negative event or a positive event, whatever it is, and you ask a person to tell you if what mood you're in, they'll be able to tell you because our gestures are universal. 
our body has a huge influence on our mood. And for instance, you cannot be sad if you are staying in a happy position. Or you cannot be happy if you're staying with your shoulders down and in a, in a sad position. And if you take someone's position, you'll be able to decode what they feel. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Nonverbal communication is 93% on what we interpret in other people. So we only give 7% importance to what someone actually says. So for instance, let's say you cook something for your partner and you ask them if they like it and they say, mm, yeah, do you believe them or not? They said yes. So how can you be so sure that they didn't actually really like it from their reaction, from saying, mm, yeah, because it is a no if the verbal answer, even if the verbal answer is a yes. And you can decode that from their non-verbal communication, from the tone of their voice, from the volume, from their body language. Because non-verbal communication matters 93% more than the 7% yes. In our development and evolution as a human species, verbal communication appeared very, very late. And for hundreds and thousands of years, we only communicated non-verbally. So if you were to imagine, for instance, a clock and... The beginning of evolution is the first minute of the clock. Imagine that verbal communication is the last second on the clock before the clock hits 12 again. So it is the last part, a very, very, it is a point on the line of our human evolution. So we have actually a lot of experience that is encoded in our genetics when it comes to reading nonverbal communication. And this is really important when it comes to report. And I want to teach you how to establish report with someone. And first, let's see what does it mean to have report. It means to make the other person think and feel that they have the same mental map as they as you do. But pay attention. Why is this important? It's because it gives the feeling of acceptance. Acceptance is one of the most powerful things that you have to give to other people. There is nothing in this world that we want more as human beings than to be accepted for who we are. This is one of the most basic human needs that we have. But many times what we do is we consider that the way we think is the right way and the other person is wrong. For instance, you want to watch a movie with your partner and they're watching a tennis match. You want to watch a romantic comedy and you don't understand why they're watching a tennis match. You don't understand why they like it. So in this moment, you get really frustrated. So in this moment, you have two choices. Option one, think that the match is garbage and think that your partner is boring and stupid, that they're enjoying this and 
you know, feel like a negative mood because you don't like tennis. Or two, start putting yourself in their shoes and explore the way they think and why they like tennis. What makes it interesting for them? Why do they like this match? You know, pick up their brain, ask them questions. They have a resource on their mental map that you don't have, that gives them happiness and it gives you frustration. So they have something in addition from what you have. So who's the winner here in this situation? I'm telling you, not you. You can enlarge your mental map by understanding this and you can add a new resource on yours which can give you happiness. You can, for instance, I know a friend that was telling me about, uh, this is why I give you the example with tennis matches, because this is what happened to him. So he started asking questions about tennis matches and starting understanding what makes it interesting. So in the end, he actually started enjoying tennis matches. So he added a new resource to his mental map. So I wanted to give you this example because I thought it was really interesting. <clears throat> Report means respecting the other person's mental map so much that you want to learn something from that person. When you integrate this concept of rapport, it will be extremely easy for you to solve any conflict because you'll understand that the way the other person thinks and feels. <clears throat> the feeling of report, and I'm sure you felt it in the past, is when you feel like you're one with the other person. <clears throat> when you can feel all of their sensations. One of the easiest ways to get in rapport with someone is, and I actually invite you to this, this exercise because it's really powerful, is to breathe in the same time with them. The rhythm of our breath, of their breath, will tell you what they feel and will create a deep unconscious connection between you two. Their subconscious, mind, their subconscious mind thinks that you are part of their tribe because you breathe the same way as they do. So as a tip, if you want to harmonize your relationship, breathe in the same time while you hug your partner. Um, this will create a sensation of harmony, of acceptance and safety. But if you want to create attraction and passion in your relationship, change the rhythm of your breath completely. So it is the opposite of your partner. This actually creates sexual attraction. This is also a technique to influence other people because after you gain their trust and you connect your breathing and your breathing in the same way, you can slowly change your mood your mood and your breathing and they will follow you. And this is honestly what I do with people. And they always, and I mean always, open up to me. I have so many people that told me that they have never opened up so quickly and were so vulnerable in their entire life. Clients or strangers 
tell me things that they have never told to anyone. And I'm really flattered. And they feel free to be vulnerable around me. And my secret is that when I meet someone, I enter in a deep state of rapport with them. I am unconditionally accepting of the way they think and feel. And I am becoming them for a few minutes. I am putting myself in their shoes completely. They feel extremely understood and accepted. And I do this with authenticity. And after that, after we are in, we are in report and they trust me, I start changing my mood. And they follow me anywhere I go. I can take someone from a deep, depressed state to a lasting, light, happy mood in a really short time. Because secretly, this is what we all desire the most. To feel completely understood. We are looking for that feeling of unconditional love and acceptance that we had in our childhood. When we were babies and we got that unconditional love and acceptance from our mothers. So we made it an unconscious target goal in our mind to find that feeling of unconditional love in all the partners that we are with, that we experienced as babies. Because as babies, we are accepted just the way we are. You know, you can poop on yourself, you can scream, you can be messy, you can throw things. And the other person will love you unconditionally. Your parents will love you unconditionally. But as you grow up, you can't scream because you'll be punished. You can't hit people. You can't poop yourself, you know, as an adult. You won't be unconditionally loved. So conditions start appearing. But we always try to go back of that feeling that we had as a baby. And I want you to go back to a moment in your life when you felt understood. When you felt that the other person actually cared about you. And the way you think. And actually wanted to discover you. How did you feel? It is one of the best feelings in the world. And the thing is... It is extremely rare. So that's what makes this very, very special. Because people don't usually get that. They're constantly being judged by other people. And they're not accepted. Not even by their parents, but by their partners, by their kids. You know, they feel like they're constantly being judged. So how does it feel to be accepted for once? For who you truly are, with all of your flaws, with all of your qualities. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's one of our deepest needs as human beings. But pay attention. This can also be used as manipulation. And I don't want to encourage people doing this. I don't this is not what I want you to get from me, because this can be a very, very powerful manipulation tool. You can use this technique and pretend that you're interested in the other person and their way of thinking just to manipulate them. Because once you have rapport with them, they're very, very easy to influence in any way you want. But the difference between manipulation and a deep, authentic connection is the intention that you have. 
you have to actually be curious and interested in the other person without having any hidden intentions because this will actually help you learn to really be inspired and appreciate other people it will help you attain those qualities yourself another important stage of creating report is mirroring the physical position of the other person this will help you understand their emotions as well as what they feel and they will feel understood because any physical position that you take creates an emotion inside of you as a little exercise take a position of a sad person right now where are their shoulders where do they look do they look up or do they look down how do they breathe do they breathe shallow or do they breathe deeply now change your position and take the position of a relaxed person how do they breathe are their shoulders up or down are they taking space with their body or are they shrinking down when you take a position you create a certain feeling inside of you by changing your physiology you change your biochemistry as well and your emotions you create a feeling inside of you and that's why when you take the position of the other person they will feel under they will feel like they're being understood unconsciously also if you take the tone of their voice their volume you know the same pace at which they talk and i want you to pay attention because this mirroring has to be subtle like don't you know like um, if they scratch their nose you scratch your nose you know for instance if they cross their arms you can cross your legs or if they sit back also sit back you know but not don't do it in an obvious and weird way but doing this mirroring their body will make their subconscious mind feel like you understand them and that you are part of their tribe. And the way you can tell whether you have rapport with someone or not is that after you uh, take the same position as them and they and you do like the same things they do, you change your position or if you take a step back they if they have report with you they will follow you this is how you can tell if they have report with you they follow you or they adjust their new position people that are in report with you will follow you any position that you take because they don't want to lose that feeling of report they don't want to lose that feeling that they are accepted this technique is extremely manipulative so I want you to be very careful in the way that you use it because you can do a lot of good but also a lot of harm with it. So this was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any suggestions, you can DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to integrate what you're telling me in the next episode. Have a happy new year and peace to all. Bye.